Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes, Brandon Bang and I am Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. I am getting ready to go to Miami. I am doing shows in Miami this week. It's banana hammock season, people. I'm doing this podcast, and then I'm getting on a plane to get down to Miami to put on that banana hammock and get a crisp, light brown tan. This is the brand new Bang and I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. On today's podcast, Aaron Rodgers, Hawaiian Kush. Aaron, the reigning MVP, showed up for the first week of the NFL season looking crazy on the yard. Plus, Conor McGregor attacks Machine Gun Kelly, and I support it. And why I do not support and will not support California Governor Gavin with the good hair, Newsom, all that and more in a fantastic Museum Quality I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers, start this puppy off with something real nice. Start this puppy off with something real proper. Okay, but start this motherfucking I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast off with something real loud and real funky. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Let's fucking go. 
Yes. Yes, have no fear. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. Welcome. Welcome to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Welcome to the Zone of Disruption, the Iron Dome of Disruption. The name is Michael Rapport, a.k.a. the Gringo Bandingo, a.k.a. Captain Kalitis from the Caucasus Mountains, a.k.a. Mr. New York, hailing from money-making Manhattan. Hope everybody's good. I hope everybody's safe. I hope everybody is sane. I hope everybody is keeping their head on a swivel and hanging in the pocket like famous Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is back. Hope everybody's feeling good and safe in the pocket like Jameis Winston did all week one of the NFL season. Nobody saw that coming. Who would have thought you'd ever want to be hanging in the pocket like Jameis Winston? But he did it five touchdown, zero interceptions. Uh, My name is Michael Rappaport. And this is, of course, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I got a little uh, little something with my throat. It's because I ate ice cream yesterday. Uh, Me and my wife stuffed our faces watching... NFL, watching Bravo TV, watching Real Housewives. And at the end of the first day of the NFL slash fantasy football season, we got out the big bowls. The big bowls of vegan ice cream. What what, what was the kind of ice cream? What's the brand? Van Llewellyn. Vegan, but nonetheless, it fucked my voice up. Uh, but that is fine. I'll muscle through like I always do. Can't stop, uh, won't stop a disruptive warrior. We come uh, out bumped, bruised, scraped, sewn up, limping sometimes, but the disruption can't stop, won't stop. I just came from a long, long, luxurious Walk through beautiful Central Park. Love that park. Love my walks through the park. Hopefully I'll be loving my walks through that park all winter long. I have pledged that the first time it snows, I will be running right to that park so I could experience Central Park with a fresh coat of snow. As I was leaving Central Park today, I came from the 72nd Street entrance into the park, walked along the arch, uh, walked along the west side, walked along the wide part of the reservoir, and then exited the park around 89th Street. I was walking down Fifth Avenue, sweating like a pig, preparing to uh, disrupt Because even though we don't fact check, I do pre-plan. I think I meditate on what will be discussed on each and every podcast. And you never know what is going to be discussed. You never know what's going to be talked about. And I saw some police stuff. I saw some barricades. And I said to a cop, I said, well, what's going on here? And the cop said, hey, Rappaport. I said, yeah, well, what's going on there? He said, oh, they're preparing for the Met Bowl. I said, oh, shit. I said, oh, shit. 
they're doing another Met ball, and the gringo Mandingo has not been invited. Mr. New York has not been invited to the shit show of the 2021 Met ball. I asked, uh, what's the deal? Who's doing it? He said that actor, Timothy Chamolet, and the tennis player, Naomi Osako, are the hosts. And I really started thinking to myself, these little cocksuckers, these couture-wearing motherfuckers, they, they've done it again. They've, they've had a Met ball five blocks away from where I live. In my city where I grew up, and these little fuckers are being hosting. They are hosting the Met Ball, and the dingo is once again not invited. Shame on you, Anna Winter. Shame on you, you goofy, red carpet, gimp, suit-wearing motherfuckers. I don't know what they're going to wear. I'm sure they're going to look totally ridiculous but there is no reason why me and Mrs. Go Fuck Yourself should not be invited to the Met Ball as I said I'm in that park every day I walk by that museum every single day I speak on behalf of New Yorkers I speak on behalf of the people and you, you, you let these little motherfuckers host the event and the dingo doesn't even get an invite. Mr. and Mrs. Go Fuck Yourself are not good enough to go to the Met Ball. And I think the theme is mental health awareness. No, it's not. Oh, well, uh, I heard something about mental health awareness, babe. Uh, so what are they going to be wearing? The Amer relevancy of American fashion, same thing, mental health awareness. Are they going to be dressing like fucking Nurse Ratchet from One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest? What's, what's going to be the looks that me and Mrs. Go Fuck Yourself are not good enough to participate in? Why are we not invited to the Met Ball once again? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't even know if I really want to be invited to that. Met Gala, but I would like, I don't even know if I would actually go to a Met Gala. Let me put it that way. But I would like the invitation. I would like them to extend the offer. When the shit gets popping, when the going gets rough and the tough get going, who do they call on? Who do they look for to talk shit with reckless abandon? Me, you fuck. When Dick Stain Donald Trump pops off, who do you look for to talk shit? Me, you fuck. When Rudy Giuliani shows up at Cipriani, sounded insane on the yard, talking wild on the yard, who do you look for to shut him down publicly? Me, you fuck. And I can't get an invite to the Met Gala. Like I said, I probably wouldn't go, but give me a fucking invitation. I'm 51 years old. I look great. My wife is 51. She's 52. She's got the body of a 30-year-old. My wife has the body of a 30-year-old.
I told her, I said, we're going to be in Miami this week. Doing shows in Miami this week. I said, if you bring a one-piece bikini to the beaches of Miami this week, I'm throwing it out. You are going to be walking on that fucking beach proud of being 52. My wife's going to be 52 next month. Walking around with the body of a 30-year-old. See, she is, she's humble. If I looked like my wife does naked, I wouldn't wear clothes anywhere. I'd be out showing the dick ravine, okay? I'd be showing off my tits. My wife's got fantastic tits. If she heard me saying this, she would fucking... My wife could show up there. She'd look better than Megan Fox. All these fucking... They're all makeup, caked on, tucked in there, strapped in there, juice fasting and all that shit. My wife don't do none of that. None of it. She could show up with the pasties on the ta-ta on some little Kim shit. At 52. At 50 fucking two, she could do it. I won't mention it again. I'm not saying I'd show up chest naked to the Met Gala. My body, my choice. My fucking body, my fucking choice. If I want to show up chest naked to the Met Gala, what are you going to body shame me? You gonna body shame me? Anyway, it was the 20th anniversary. I don't even know if you could call that. It's, anniversary seems like a celebration. I guess, I guess uh, the 20th year since 9-11 this weekend. And I know everybody processed it differently. I'm sure everybody thought about it. I know I did. Spent a lot of time thinking about it. A lot of uh, tributes around the city. A lot of uh, documentaries, news pieces on it. And, you know, we just have to never forget. Never forget the, the victims. Never forget the victims' families. Never forget that it happened. Never forget that after it happened, we were so humble and so unified, so brought to our knees the camaraderie, the unity, the flags. Representing your country was not a shameful thing. Saluting firemen, EMTs, and police officers was not anything to be ashamed of. And, uh, you know, remember how quick things could change because 20 years ago when it happened, nobody could argue that Rudy Giuliani did a great job as mayor of New York under crisis. Nobody will say that he didn't do a great job as a leader during that time. I'm sure some people could nitpick this, nitpick that, but historically he'll be remembered as a great mayor during the 9-11 attack and post 9-11. And boom, 20 years later, just two weeks ago, he was at LaGuardia Airport at the Delta Frequent Flyer Station shaving himself on a Sunday afternoon looking like a fucking homeless guy. 20 years, things could go wrong. America's mayor, that's what we call them, is now a disgusting, sweaty, 
farting, sloppy pig. He was at Cipriani this weekend at a 9-11 event, sounding insane on the yard. Miles Jordan play yuck mouth Rudy Giuliani this past weekend, sounding totally fucking nuts on the yard at Cipriani. Can you imagine that Tony Blinken or Miley? How did, how's that guy a general? Jesus. The other day, he said that the Bagram Air Force Base is not strategically important. I wanted to grab his, what do you have, five stars, ten stars, twelve stars? He has so many stars that come into his ears. I wanted to grab his stars, shove it down his throat and say, it's 400 miles from China, asshole! China is going to be our enemy for the next 40 years. You have an air base 400 miles from them, and you're giving it up, idiot. What the hell is wrong with you? Who paid you? Christ, that is crazy. I don't know. Fuck is you talking about, Rudy? Fuck is you saying? Sounding nuts, sounding like you're on that Johnny Walker blue. I don't know what you're on, but you sound like you're on that blue. Okay? America's mayor went from a hero to a total fucking embarrassment. Even big dick Donald Trump ain't fucking with you no more. Yuck mouth, Rudy. Speaking of uh, dick stain Donald Trump, him and his son... Did a money grab this weekend, hosting fights that shouldn't have been happening. Anderson Silva, he's okay to box versus Tito Ortiz, knocked him out. Um, apparently, him and his son got $10 million to commentate more lying. They said it's going to be the fight of the year, the fight of the year. They can't help themselves from lying. Dick Stain, Donald Trump, and his Son, Dick Stain, Donald Trump Jr., who has no life, no skill set, no fucking life. But Dick Stain, Donald Trump and his son, Dick Stain, Donald Trump Jr., hosted and commentated these fights that never should have happened, claiming that they were the fights of the year. More lies. Lying for the sport of it. The greater Vander Holyfield got knocked out in two minutes. <sighs> Evander Holyfield's 59 years old. He's going to be 60 years old this month. Can somebody, can the government step in? The government stepped in with the steroids in baseball. Can the government step in and unionize and sanction and bring some morals and some professionalism to the sport of boxing so the great fighters like Evander, the real deal Holyfield, one of the greatest Boxers of all time superseded so many expectations. Doesn't need to fight a guy with Dick Stain Donald Trump and his stupid fucking son commentating at 59 years old. These fighters deserve better. The fans of boxing deserve better. Evander Holyfield deserves better. Mike Tyson deserves better. The endless, countless amounts of fighters who have died broke. Champions. Riddick Bowe, Muhammad Ali had financial problems. The great Muhammad Ali. 
so many of them, who gave it all to the fans, wind up with nothing in their fucking hand. We have to sit there and watch a Vander Holyfield get knocked out in two minutes with pig dick Donald Trump commentating the fight. This is where boxing is at. No wonder a fucking clown like Jake Paul sees an opportunity to weasel in. He's right. He's smart. He should take advantage of the fact that boxing is a shit show. As the great Jay-Z once said, you can't knock the hustle. If I was Jake Paul, I, I, this is a great, you know what? I shit on Jake Paul and his brother Larry all the time. But they it's like a flailing, failing company. It's like, I don't know. Uh, you know, let's say uh, like, uh, what was the uh, first uh, email? AOL. It's like a big company like AOL, like, well, I see an opportunity to exploit AOL, make gazillions of dollars off of AOL, and I'm going to jump in there. That's what Jake and his brother Lucas are doing. Guys like Marvin Hagler, Roberto Duran, Aaron Pryor, Tommy Hearns, they got nothing. Jake Paul's making a gazillion fucking dollars because boxing can't ever be sanctioned. But the government gets involved with steroids. They had Sammy Sosa, fucking Roger Clemens, and the rest of these freaks testifying in front of Congress about steroids. But they still don't want to get in there in the exploitation of what used to be a mainstream sport. It's turned into a freak show watching my guy Evander Holyfield get knocked out in two minutes. Shameful. Very, very upsetting to watch that. What was not so upsetting to watch was Conor McGregor chasing the aforementioned Machine Gun Kelly. Did I mention Machine Gun Kelly on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast yet? Conor McGregor at the Video Music Awards, which I can't watch. It's a fucking shit show, those Video Music Awards. The Video Music Awards, I've outgrown them. I can't sit there and watch these, these people anymore. I'm too old. I'm too old, and I have too little time to watch the Video Music Awards. At a certain point, you got to hang it up. They used to be dope. They used to be fun. The Michael Jackson, the Prince, even the I'm Britney bitch kiss with Madonna. Uh, these guys are not for me, but I have to say the highlight of the VMAs, and I've been extremely critical of Conor McGregor. I think he's overrated. I think he's overhyped. I think he's washed up. I think the end of Conor McGregor as a champion has already happened. His best days as a fighter are behind him. He was great. I know, I know, I know. But he gets so upset when you talk about, oh, Conor McGregor. He's a mighty man. We know what he did. He's busted. He's busted and his bones are brittle. Your legs shouldn't just snap in the middle of a fight. Well, Mike Rapp, you don't know about MMA. I know enough about MMA to know that Conor McGregor shot 
Okay? But, that being said, allegedly, well, not allegedly, it happened. I saw the videotape. Conor McGregor, for some strange reason, showed up at the Video Music Awards and went after Machine Gun Kelly, tried to fight him, threw a beer at him, and Machine Gun Kelly appropriately was scared shit. Trust me, if I ever saw Conor McGregor, all the shit that I've talked about him, and he approached me, I would probably shit my pants literally. The guy could kill you with his bare hands. Listen, you do the crime, you got to do the time. Trust me, I'm aware that Conor McGregor may see me one day and want to have words with me. I know he won't touch me. But the mere fact that I've angered and insulted him so, so beautifully, so diligently, so consistently, I know when I see him, I'll be, uh, uh, I won't be talking shit. Even though I know he won't lay hands on me. But that accent, the fact that he could kick me in my fucking head and concuss me, he doesn't even have to kill me. He could literally strategically kick me in my fucking head. Boom. Just enough to concuss me, which would be more than enough. But I wasn't at the Video Music Awards because I was watching The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and The Real Housewives of Potomac. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Machine Gun Kelly, or as they call him, MGK, was at the awards with his chick, the beautiful Megan Fox. And um, Conor McGregor threw a beer at him and went to attack him. And Apparently, the only reason why he threw a beer at him and went to attack him is because Conor McGregor, who has no taste, has enough taste to know that Machine Gun Kelly's music sucks. So Conor McGregor gave a statement saying the only reason why I went to attack Machine Gun Kelly is because his music sucks and he dresses like a real housewife. That's the only reason why I wanted to fight that motherfucker. That's a quote. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's a real quote, but that is a quote that has been uh, put online because Machine Gun Kelly is seems like a nice guy, seems like he has a great story, as they all do. We all have great stories. Everybody's got a great story. But his music is shit. As a rapper, it was shit, and now as a pop punk rocker, it's shit. I know what you did, Machine Gun Kelly. And, and no disrespect, this guy's making money hand over fist. But you literally dress like a real housewife of nowhere, okay? You're wearing all sorts of goofy shit. You went from rapping to, you know, like you're now all of a sudden, you know how to play guitar, barely. I got a 14-year-old cousin who plays guitar better than Machine Gun Kelly because... Somebody told him, and I'm not saying it's not a smart business decision. Again, I wish I handled my career with more business savvy and less disruption sometimes. But they said, Machine Gun Kelly, with your blonde hair and your blue eyes, whether it's your real hair or not, they've said that his hair is fake or not. I, I don't knock a man for getting his hair fixed. I'm thinking about getting something down to here down to my ass, some Brad Pitt uh, vampire diary hair. Remember when Brad Pitt had the blonde 
hair down to his back. The ladies loved it. I think they'll love me. The blonde hair down to the middle of my back. Sashaying. Looking like Fabio on the yard. But they told Machine Gun Kelly, they said, Machine Gun Kelly, as a rapper, you're not that good. But with the blue eyes and the bleach blonde hair transplant, you put a fucking guitar in your hand, you learn to play some basic fucking chords, gazillions of dollars will come in. We'll hook you up with Travis Barker. You got the tattoos. You got Megan Fox. You can't play drums like Tommy Lee, but it's kind of like a Tommy Lee, Pamela Anderson 2021. Again, no disrespect to MGK, but your music is trash and you dress like a real housewife with no home to go to. Speaking of no home to go to, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron fucking Rodgers, the reigning MVP. We forget that Aaron Rodgers is the MVP because Tom Brady was the Super Bowl champion and you know, real regular season MVP awards, eh, they're great, but eh, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. You didn't run it in. You didn't get the ball in the goal over the end zone. You won MVP. And then you fell in love with an actress who's a great actress, this is Shailene Woodley, who... Doesn't use deodorant proudly. That's her thing. No disrespect to Shailene Willie. Great actress. Excellent actress. Great career. Um, you went fucking nuts this summer, Aaron Rodgers. You were in Hawaii hanging out with movie stars and actors, and I'm sure they were happy to hang out with you because you're Aaron Rodgers, one of the best ever. And I, and I hate to do this, Aaron Rodgers, because you have brought me as a fantasy football player so much joy, so much winning. So many great fucking moments that I've had you as a fantasy football owner of Rappaport's Delight, a.k.a. A History of Violence, a.k.a. There Will Be Blood. And I know you wanted to be traded. And to be honest, Aaron Rodgers, you deserve to be traded wherever you want to be traded. You're in the twilight of your career. You got about two or three seasons left if you want to do it. You don't need the money. You don't need to prove everything, anything to anybody. You certainly don't need to prove anything to me. I know you don't have to prove anything to yourself or to the loyal, fantastic fans of Green Bay. But you didn't get traded. You showed up to training camp with a man bun. You look dumb as fuck, Aaron Rodgers, and I hate to say it. You look ridiculous with the fucking man bun. I thought, okay, well, he was in Hawaii hanging out with his movie star girlfriend who's a great actress who does not use deodorant. She's one of them tree huggers. No disrespect to the tree huggers. Okay? He had the sort of, you know, goofy... To be honest, Hawaiian Kush look. The goofy grape look. I would guess that Aaron Rodgers is a hardcore weed smoker, and he should. His body is probably dinged up, banged up. His hips probably hurt. His fingers probably hurt. His shoulders probably hurt. His ankles probably hurt. He's a professional fucking quarterback. He's been chased around by guys like fucking Ray Lewis 
and James Harrison for the past 18 years. He should smoke all the weed he wants to smoke. You want to host Jeopardy? Do that. I'm all for it. I'm an actor, podcaster, disruptor, sports commentator, comedian. Do it all. Enjoy yourself and make the money you want to make how you can make it, Aaron Rodgers. But when you show up looking like you're doing hits from the bong on some Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill shit with a man bun on some host of Jeopardy shit, you didn't get traded. You showed up to camp with the big dick swinging and then you come out after your MVP season and play your worst fucking game ever with a man bun. You're a quarterback, for Christ's sakes, a leader of men. Some of these people grew up uh, playing Madden NFL 2K with you as their quarterback. Some of these guys on their team are 21, 22 years old. You look dumb, Aaron Rodgers. You look fucking ridiculous out there. You look like you haven't shaved. You look like you haven't showered. And you look like you haven't dropped a proper deuce. No wonder you got your ass kicked by famous Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints week one. And you were on the sideline looking like you were going to cry on the yard with a ponytail. Again, everybody has a bad game. It's one game. You'll bounce back. There's no doubt in my mind that you'll bounce back. But phase one, step one in bouncing back means cut the fucking man bun Take a shit, take a shower, and get out there and be the leader of fucking men. We all know you are, Aaron Rodgers. Do not go out like this. Do not go out on some Cheech and Chong's Cypress Hill Willie Nelson shit. No disrespect to Cypress Hill Willie Nelson. Cheech and Chong's, everybody likes the wacky tobacco. Everybody likes the devil's lettuce. But if you can't handle the devil's lettuce, and play quarterback at the same time. Take a break or retire. Take a break or retire. But if you're going to play, cut your fucking man bun and get out there and be the MVP that we all know you are. You fuck you. And if we're going to talk about the NFL and the potential demise of Aaron Rodgers, we have to talk about comeback player of the year. Done. The NFL comeback player of the year. He could stop playing right now. Chandler Jones yesterday had five fucking sacks. Chandler Jones, the brother of John Jones, another UFC beast. There's like three of them in the NFL a family of ass kickers and beasts. Chandler Jones, um, last we heard from Chandler Jones, he was the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast sick fuck of the week. He showed up at a police precinct in Foxborough, Massachusetts, butt naked, whacked out of his tree on that synthetic Apparently, allegedly, and I don't want any smoke from any of the Jones brothers, but he was on that synthetic um, 
a few years ago, okay? And yesterday he showed the fuck out with five sacks, which broke records and set him up to break more records. And I just want to know, because I, I feel like if I ever showed up to a police station naked, praying, whacked out of my tree on that synthetic, I think no one would ever let me live that down. I, I just have a sneaky suspicion that no one would ever let me live that down. Now, is it because I talk shit? Chandler Jones doesn't. Is it because his brother's John Jones and he could literally fucking kill you with his bare hands? I'm happy for Chandler Jones. I'm happy that he's on the straight and narrow. I'm ha happy he's back to playing football. Kicking ass. Not on that synthetic anymore. And doing the damn thing. And we have to give him, even though it's only week one, the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast comeback player of the year. He went from smoking that ooh-wee to making five sacks in one fucking game. Salute you, Chandler Jones. Hell yeah. But in all seriousness, I, I had a great fantasy football week of winning. I hope you guys all did too. If you have any questions, any questions about football, real football, fantasy football, you can stop DMing me you can DM the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Think Tank at the Captain Picks. The, the Captain Picks. They got all your answers. Don't ask me anymore. We're all answering the DMs, all answering the questions on Instagram at the Captain Picks. Follow us. Okay. We're breaking it all down. Giving all the information, starting a fantastic, fantastic, the best in the business with 24 hour, 365 day, 24 hours a day, information, insight, updates at the Captain Picks on Instagram. Okay. Please don't DM me with your last second fantasy football shit. Listen, if you're in a pickle, and you need me, do it. But on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, who should I pick? Who should I drop? Yada fucking yada. The Captain Picks on Instagram. Please. But it was a great week one of NFL. It was a great week one of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I know, you guys are like, what the fuck? Sorry. It was a great episode to the Real Housewives of Potomac. And it's going to be a great week. As I said earlier, I'm in Miami this week. Banana hammock season has started. I am in Miami. I'm actually heading into Miami after I record this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. I cannot wait. The shows are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Miami Improv. And then next week, I am in Nashville at Zany's in Nashville. The 23rd, 24th, and 25th. I've never been to Nashville. Can't wait. And then the following week, I am in San Diego. Can't wait for that. The 30th of September and the 1st and 2nd of September at the American Comedy Club in San Diego. I performed there before. 
Uh, those shows are going to be dope. And then the next week, I'm going to be chilling in L.A. I got meetings. I got places I want to go. I got people I want to see. And uh, I am looking forward to being back in Los Angeles. All tickets, all information is available for all those shows. And then October, I'm in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And then we're going to Rochester, Orlando, and then West Palm, and then blah, 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 blah. All tickets, all information is always at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. Speaking of California, there's a uh, the election for the recall of Gavin Newsom, who I think sucks. And I think Larry Elder, who I think is off the fucking rails, I don't disagree with a lot of the things he says. A lot of the things I do disagree with him. But at least he says things. I know like, wait, 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 what are you talking about? Listen, I don't think Larry Elder should be the governor or the candidate to oust Gavin Newsom. But Gavin Newsom is a joke. But I also don't think Gavin Newsom should be the governor of California anymore. Gavin Newsom is a fucking joke. The state of California is a shit show. The homelessness is ridiculous. San Francisco is paying criminals not to commit crimes. The taxes are ridiculous. The fires are out of fucking control. The homelessness is offensive. I don't give a fuck what kind of bleeding hard fucking liberal you say you are. Nobody wants to walk around San Francisco. Nobody walks wants to walk around all of Los Angeles with homeless people everywhere. Does that mean you don't have a a heart for homeless people? Does that mean you don't have compassion for homeless people? No, it doesn't mean that. Gavin Newsom, this is your fucking problem, and it's gotten worse under your watch. So Larry Elder is not the fucking answer, but Gavin Newsom, he should fucking go. And why these people continue to support this fucking guy, Gavin Newsom, is beyond me. I don't understand it. Gavin with the good hair Newsom sucks Los Angeles is a shit show. I had homeless people when I was still living in Los Angeles throw piles of human shit. Not dog shit. Not horse shit. Not cat shit. Human shit. They tried to throw their own human shit at my neighbor. That's your fault, Gavin Newsom with the good hair. The tax situation is a mess. They fucked up by bringing in this radical right lunatic, Larry Elder, who, again, I don't disagree with everything he says. And I'm allowed to say that because I am a independent thinker and I listen to Larry Elder. I listen to Fox News. I listen to Ben Shapiro. I listen to CNN. I read the New York Times. I'm on Facebook. I listen to Barry Weiss. I watch, listen to as much diverse information and news as I possibly can to somehow, some way, come up with my own fucking independent conclusion. Because nobody's going to give you the straight and narrow. No fucking body. My suggestion is to listen and watch and read a lot of people that you don't agree with. Because you'll find that some of those things you may agree with. 
And even if you don't agree with them, it's still good to listen to the other side, the other side, the other fucking side, like it's fucking the Olympics or it's color wars or it's a third grade game of Ring Alivio sides. There's no sides, but I can tell you this. I've listened and watched Gavin Newsom let the state of California and Los Angeles go into the fucking ground. San Francisco go into the fucking ground. People are fleeing. The place is on fire yearly. Taxes are up the fucking wazoo. Homeless people are everywhere. They're throwing human shit at my neighbors while I was living in L.A. to know that Gavin Newsom with the good hair should be recalled. Will he be recalled by... Right-wing whack job Larry Elder? No. But that's on them. See, the Republicans, you got a bunch of freaks up there. You got Rudy Giuliani. You got Dick Stain, Donald Trump. You got Marjorie Taylor Greene. These are lunatics. These are not ever going to be people that are accepted by the masses, except for Dick Stain, Donald Trump, of course. But you got guys like fucking Larry Elder competing to take down Gavin with the good hair Newsom. And you wonder why you're going nowhere. Are you saying, Mike Rapp, are you a Republican? I ain't saying I'm anything. I'm an independent thinker. If I want to vote Republican for a mayor, I'll do it. If I want to vote Republican for a, a congressman, a senator, I'll do it. I don't pick fucking sides. I pick disruption and some reasonable, reasonable, diverse ideas. I don't placate the whack jobs on the right. I don't placate the whack jobs on the fucking left. You know why I placate? My fucking self. Huh? Anyway, what more can I say? I don't know what more I can say. I came, I saw, I disrupted. Okay? I'll be in Miami this weekend, okay? At the Miami Improv. Next weekend, I'll be in Nashville. The weekend after that, I'm in San Diego. Tickets are always available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. michaelrappaportcomedy.com. You come to a show, you see me, you say dingo, you get saluted. You hit me in the DMs, you say dingo, Captain Kalitis. Mr. New York, inflamed Ashkenazi, you get saluted. I will do my best to try to meet all of the listeners of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast because you guys are the reason why I fucking do it. Otherwise, like I said, be podcasting to myself, looking insane on the yard. Done. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers. And this I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast with something real nice, yes. And this I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast with something real proper. Okay, but most importantly, and this I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast with something real loud and something real funky. This, this is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm out. <laughs>